Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Hi all. Investing in new technology promoted to create productivity often lead to lower efficiencies and a whole lot of pain in an organisation, the actual reverse to what you wanted it to do. I have John Darvish here on the show with us today to discuss how to avoid pain and truly get gains out of software and technology. John and I discuss the people, process, technology approach to thinking about software rather than the reverse we often take, which is getting excited about technology, looking at process and thinking where can I apply it, and then trying to figure out how to get people to engage with it and actually use it. We talk about a company collaborating with their people, exploring existing processes, how they could be better, and then getting the right software that is flexible. We have loaded a process mapping template that can help with this up on the download section of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast website. Feel free to go grab it. A link's in the show notes. Let's get to the show. Welcome to episode 145 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Mr. John Darvish here on the show with us today. John is CEO and co-founder of SmartSuite, a no-code workflow and data management platform. John's experience at Ernst & Young and others working with dozens of Fortune 100 companies, helps them enhance the productivity of people and teams by aligning their work around common goals. John is passionate about revolutionizing the way business operate and creating software that enhances productivity. Let's get into the episode. John, thanks for joining us today. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, Brad. Thank you. John, I just want to go back to the intro for a second there, mate, on that, where we've got the point where you want to create software that actually enhances productivity. What's the purpose of highlighting that, that actually enhances productivity versus isn't all software meant to enhance productivity? My personal belief is no. I'll I'll tell you why in that I've used a lot of, of, you know, really good point solutions in my career that solve problems around sales or marketing or product development, HR. Um, But those point solutions forced me to manage the process the way that they built it in the software that was there. Uh, the idea with SmartSuite is that we want to give people the tools to manage processes, but the way that they want to manage that process, understanding that typically no two clients are exactly the same. They have little differences in the way that they want to do things. So we feel that you know the way software has been built and used in the past is kind of broken. Um, but having said that, there's new technologies that allow us to do things, you know, more interesting things from a software development perspective that allow us to enhance those processes to be to let people work smarter kind of, you know, and not harder in their jobs. I love that point, mate, because I've, I guess I've been involved myself a lot in technology and software over the years. And it, it depending on the software, it can lock you into one way. And some people go, oh, that's great. But how do you drive continuous improvement when you're locked into one path of process? It's not easy, is it? It, it, it's not. And, you know, that that's the old way to do things is people thought that there's one best in class process. I was a partner at Ernst & Young and we had a way to do every process and every company fully documented. And we, at times we had our own software that did that. But what we found was that over time, 
those processes need to evolve as the company evolves. And it's difficult when you have a point solution that's been hard coded to do it just that one way. And then it makes things even more difficult because I want to move to another system. It's hard to get the data out. It, it's hard to integrate data. Like there's just a lot of complexity kind of in the point solution model of, of software. Yeah, that's it's a really interesting topic. One close to my heart. Like, why is it important or what other elements are there that are important apart from flexibility? You know, we're talking on this topic of flexibility and continuous improvement. We're saying it's important with software that you consider how do you still enable that and create that. But are there other any other parts of considering technology and software to really think about because it's extremely important? Yeah, I, I think the first thing is is you have to understand that people are going to use the technology. And in today's workforce, you're talking about millennials and Gen Zers or the core group that do the work in organizations. So the software that you bring in needs to aspire them to work at their highest level. And understanding that group, there's a couple of things that come to mind that you need to always consider. The first is they want to know why more so than any other generation. Why am I doing this? And what are the goals and initiatives of the company? And how do I fit specifically into that? there as opposed to maybe my generation was more about i just need to know what i need to do and i'm going to go knock off those 10 things i'm not really worried about everybody else millennials and gen zers not only want to know that they want to see it and at times they want to collaborate with the people doing it and saying great job high five use some emojis just interact with people in other departments that are there and that's part of the the way that you keep them engaged in your organization because they get bored rather fast. If the technology is not interesting and collaborative, uh, they tend to go and do other things. And even with people that use our product, we found that we may have a, a Gen Zer that has a laptop and at the same time, they're on their mobile device. They're using our platform on both of those at the same time, having different conversations, doing different types of work. So you have to understand that um, it's not just the old school way of having, you know, a, a software platform that's available, um, you know, on a desktop that mobile is super important for that generation as well. So the collaboration, the culture that that collaboration brings, the understanding of the goals and objectives, maybe of departments and organizations are all things that we think are key to that particular generation. Yeah, that's great. That's really insightful. Mate. You've, you know, you've spoken so far about with software, we need to enable continuous improvement and innovation still rather than be locked into the static structure of many softwares and technologies. And then also the human factor of the changing evolution of people. And I guess to even the older generation, John, I'm finding a jumping more into this purpose-led collaborative type of approach now, isn't it? It's like there's this shift happening out there. Yeah, for, for sure. I, I think that, you know, if, if you look at people closer to my generation, you know, that just went in and got the work done, what's happening to them as they went through their career is they went from doing the work to managing the work, analyzing the work that's there. So what's most important to them that we find in most processes is they just need information to understand the health of the process that's underway. You know, I, I was just on the phone this morning uh, or on a webinar with one of our clients that was a roofing company, but very complex roof, roofing company with six different departments and the way that they flow things through. And the management team was, was just so excited about the dashboards and having views into all their customers in real time to understand profit margins by customer, by segment, ways that they haven't been able to look at the business before. And that's where we tend to see more people my age, my generation focus now is understanding the business, but not doing the work in the business that's shifted, you know, to people that are in the 23 to 38 age group typically is what, what we see in companies. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the time when people look at tech 
technology. It's like they're buying technology for technology's sake. So it's like, okay, there's this technology. It's really great. I want to use it. Okay, what process can we apply it to? Okay, we can lock it into that process. Great. How do we get the people yeah. to use it? Whereas I always consider the better way I've seen it be more successful is start with the people, understand your people, engage on the process, understand your challenges and what process and how do we keep improving process and then look to the technology. And it sound like, sounds like that's the type of message that you're putting across here. Yeah, you just hit our value proposition and pretty much anybody in the work management space, that's the value proposition of, of work, work management productivity types of tools. And what you typically see in organizations that we work with is that they may be a, a, a a single employee may work with six or eight different products in the performance of their job each day. So they may use something like Salesforce to do the sales side, but then they maybe use HubSpot for some marketing and maybe Bambi for some HR. And like, they just have all these different products. The, the first part is they have to learn all of those different technologies because they all operate a little bit differently. So they have to have logins to all of those. The company has to have subscriptions to each of those, right? That's there. And then when employees leave, um, now they've got data in different places. They might not know where the actual data is that they need when the employee left. So the new employee coming in, it's harder for them to get up to speed. So work management is, is all about what if we had all those processes on a common system that gave you all the core features that you want and all the point solutions you've had in the past. But now we have one place to log in, one product to actually license. It's easier to offboard people when they leave, you know, where the data is at. It also makes it easier to collaborate between departments because everybody's on the same platform that's there. And it makes it easier to link to data sources. So if the marketing team needs a listing of accounts and those are saying inside of the sales CRM, they just link to the information. They don't have to copy it or recreate it. And the sales team kind of controls the permissioning to that of who can update records and fields, those types of things. So that's the value of where I feel work management uh, platforms are headed for the enterprise. Yeah, simplifying the whole platform of what you've got at the same time without bringing in complexity because there are some softwares out there that do give you one platform, but yeah. you're locked into one structured way that just destroys continuous improvement and flexibility. For hey, sure. John, what should organizations consider when they're looking to automate the workplace and actually create gains and productivity and efficiency out of technology? Yeah, you mentioned our philosophy right at the beginning here and when you said that, you know, understand the people and the process that you want to have in place and understand that your process is only going to be as good as the time that you've put in to understand what you want out of the process. So, excuse me, for us, it's really key when we talk with customers to is to understand that they may come to us and say, hey, we're looking for a sales CRM and we need that to connect with our product team um, so that we can share feedback and information back and forth. That's great. That's the first step. But now let's drive into the product team. Let's understand who's involved in that, where are they located, uh, what type of information do you want to collect? And all that can be done typically in a couple of hours, you know, just a really quick session. And we have templates that are best in class to kind of get you started with that uh, if, you, if you're not for sure. But then you want to really focus on what's the outcome that we're looking for from the product team or from the sales team so that we understand the types of reports and dashboards that management needs to be able to look at. And that's going to maybe affect the data elements that are collected in the process or the statuses that are used as things move from person to person. So we're really big on doing that in, um, in a flowchart um, that's there during that you know hour to two hour call uh, on a process to kind of flow it out. And then we typically show them, okay, here's how you could achieve that inside of SmartSuite with this particular template that might be close to what you just talked about. Okay, so the key is to engage the people, 
understand the process and then look to the software and actually figure out, okay, so what's the right way to go about this to actually enable it? It, it is. And I tell you, a lot of people do the backwards part of that and that they start with the software, they get super excited about the capabilities. They start building, they build out what they think is a process. They start to implement it across the department and then they realize they forgot five really important things. Yeah. That are there. So we, we like to say, get to know the product, the capabilities as quickly as you can, whether it's SmartSuite or another product, then take a step back, understand your process so you can map that back to what the capabilities are inside of the product and then flow that out. Yeah. And, you know, that's not, it, it depends on the company, but in most cases, you know, that, that's a day or two exercise uh, of configuring a product around a process using a no-code platform. So it's not a big lift. You're not hiring consultants for weeks or months. Uh, a lot of people get scared when I describe what I just did thinking, oh, like that's just a lot of work. And the reality is in today's environment with no code platforms, it's just drag and drop to organize the information the way that you want to see it in the process. Yeah. And, and you think of the time saving down the track, John, myself, I've been involved in, I've been involved in organizations where they've deployed software and then tried to figure out how to get it to work with the process and then try to get how to get people to do it. And mostly in those scenarios, the people who end up the software are bucking it. You know, they've not been involved. They're annoyed, makes their life harder. So they're not happy, but you do it the other way where you actually engage frontline people, middle management, people from all levels, explore process with different mapping tools or techniques, and then actually choose the software and configure the software to enable the gains. And you've got people that are involved, people that are happy, people that have benefits straight away and it all works. Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, a lot of our larger customers, you know, Fortune 500 and, and up tend to have some pretty established processes inside the organization. But if we talk with somebody in the organization about why do you do this? They're like, I don't know, I've been here three years and that was the process we had yeah. when I started. And that's why we do this, right? They don't really understand the outcome that's in there. And it's interesting to see when you step back and you maybe engage with those four or five people in that process to understand what do you really need to happen that's in there. Two things happen. You get a better process, but you also get the buy-in from the people that are doing the work and they get more excited because now they feel like this is my process. This isn't something that I just inherited that we just do. And then the second part of that that's pretty common is you typically identify a lot of manual work that's happening where people are just changing a status and sending an email, just really basic things. And maybe that takes up like an hour of their day, just doing those simple tasks. Well, in today's environment, you can automate all of those things super fast, like in five, 10 minutes, you know, we can set up automation to do those things with the rule set that's there. So you can save people a lot of time where they're not so, you know, in the detail of just doing things and they can step back and, think about the customers or, you know, what they're really trying to do in, in that process. It's funny. It's another one of those examples of just going a little bit slower to go fast. But when you look at the time investment, like you're talking about, John, it could be as little as half a day, two hours time investment and choose different people to bring into the conversation. Yeah. And, or it could be a, a two days, but even a few days, like What's that investment when you're considering investment in software and then how do you make it stick and actually get the results? Like it's, it's nothing, but um, yeah, it goes slightly slower to go extremely (laughs) fast. Yeah, it's good. Something pretty typical for us is that, you know, we'll have one department that will start using our, our product or any no code really in general. And they've been involved in the process, they've mapped it out and they get excited about it. Right. And then when they're sharing information with people from other departments, those departments are saying, 
why are the people in marketing so you know happy about the software you know that they're using that's there and it's not really the software it's the process that is so important and that's how our product tends to grow inside of a company is it starts typically with a single department and then they start understanding how they can use that in other departments and begin to share the information uh, between the two yeah, it's so cool john that you've you've got this people process technology approach but then also like you're saying in the technology, you've got this absolute flexibility to enable people to continuously improve ongoing. So it's not just locked in and totally static for forevermore with what they need to do. That's the absolute goal right right there is just the continuous improvement in any process. Some companies that happens every month, like they're just constantly fiddling and working on the process. Other larger companies is maybe it's more established for six months or a year at a time before they would think about maybe making changes to, to improve the process. And, and then John, we go to the Amazons and it's every half a day, you know, like it's uh, <laughs> right. the well, sprint think, cycles. I think a lot of their cases, it's half day. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, with, with the, with, with AI kind of taking over the no code space and work management right now, there's also a lot of interesting things happening where AI can help you better understand your process, compare mm-hmm. your profits to other best in class processes of how companies are doing things all in the matter of minutes uh, that are there. And also just the use of AI inside of your process to do some of the routine things that you do. I'll give you a quick, just really simple example, maybe on the product management side, when you're writing requirements for a particular feature that's there, um, I can do the research inside of, of you know AI very quickly and say, hey, I need to create a requirements document to do X, Y, and Z for this particular audience. And it will knock it out and ask me questions on that. And I can maybe create, you know, a five or six page document in about 10 minutes that gave me a really good outline. It's not a hundred percent, but now I can go in and modify and change and update information compared to me writing, you know, five pages of content for that particular type of feature uh, that's in there. So product managers are going crazy with, with that type of technology right now. They can also do product comparisons against other products with the advantages, disadvantages, uh, in cases developers are actually writing code, maybe Python code using AI, or they're reviewing code that they've written and writing unit tests against the code. So just AI in general is just exploding inside of every kind of process in a company right now. Yeah, it's massive. And some of the frontiers where they're looking to take it are huge. I'm looking forward to some of the um, new ones coming out right now myself to help me further, you know, video video AI and some of these other creative pieces <laughs> can be very good for me. Absolutely. John, what would be your enterprise excellence two-minute tip to the audience on how to be smarter about how we use technology? Yeah, well, I, I think the first, we've talked about some of this, but the, the first is let's understand the processes inside of your organization that you have. And when I say process, I mean projects and processes. Typically, there's two groups, uh, two different types of, of products that you can buy, a project management tool like a Asana, a Rike, a Monday, a ClickUp, more of a business process tool. Maybe that's like a ServiceNow, an Airtable, a Mindex, and Open Systems, right? So first, you kind of understand those two. And then work management is all about bringing those together into one platform so that you don't have to have separate products to manage processes and projects. And in, in many cases, a process includes a set of tasks that need to get done by certain people on certain dates. So you kind of get the best of both worlds that's there. So once you understand your business and the processes, then you can think about the technology that would help enable those processes specifically for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, John. And John, what's been a recent insight for you? Like you're in this world of technology, you've worked in some of our largest, most 
you know, knowledge-based organizations. What's been a recent insight for you? Yeah, I tell you, the biggest one that's happened just in the last six weeks, it's just amazing how fast this has happened, is the use of AI. And it went from a zero to like a 95 in a matter of about four weeks in our industry. And every product and every product category around no code is now focused on some portion of their product being able to use AI to help people get work done. Um, I, I've never seen a trend in in my career that's went as fast as AI is uh, that's kind of taking over, including in our own product. Like we now have an entire team of data scientists focused on creating content and you know, all kinds of neat things with AI that I have to tell you two years ago, wasn't even on the top of my mind. Like I, I wasn't even thinking that that was something that would happen, you know, as fast as it has. It's the quickest yet, isn't it? We thought the iPhone was fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, John, thank you so much, mate. I appreciate the conversation and it's an important one because I, I see a lot of the pain that organizations experience with taking the wrong approach to technology. Mate, how can people reach out to you or reach out to Smart Suite to start to take this more people process technology approach and really start to get some gains culturally and productivity wise in their organization? Sure. Yeah, the first thing you could do is you could just go to our website and start a free trial of the product. There's no credit card. You get everything, every feature that we have free for 14 days. At the end of that 14 days, if you still don't know, we'll extend your trial. And at the end of that time, if you're still not sure, we'll move you into a free plan <laughs> until you might be ready for a paid plan. So we try to make it easy for you just to try it out. And in our product, we have 200 best-in-class uh, workflow templates that go across about 35 different categories of a business. So if you came and said, you know, I'm a sales or marketing person or product person, you can go right to page and say, hey, here's the eight or 10 processes that we could help you with that's there. If you're a construction company, real estate company, or even a nonprofit, you could look at those specific ones. So that's the quickest way to understand if SmartSuite might be a good fit for you. And if you want to reach me personally, the best way is on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just John Darbyshire. Uh, John is J-O-N. And just uh, shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to get right back to you. Great, John. Mate, really appreciate the knowledge and time on such an important topic and everything you're doing, you have done and you are doing to help get improvement in this area, mate. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brad. Cheers, mate. Bye for now. All right. What a great episode. Remember, you can visit our website, enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash downloads to get hold of a process mapping template to start your people process technology approach to getting true gains out of technology. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast to help others gain insights and create a better future. There were two key takeaways for me from this episode. Firstly, the people process technology approach. Rather than getting excited about technology, trying to figure out what process to apply it to and how to get people to use it, you know, it's a very simple concept. First of all, engage people with those people, including frontline, look at process and where the main pains are that's stopping value flowing to customers or innovation getting out, and then looking at technology that can help. You know, it's a simple way of flipping it. And I guess to do it, we have to just not get so excited about all the different technology that's out there to start with. And like John said, it can happen so quickly. You know, a simple one day, two day, two hour type approach can lead to all sorts of better outcomes the second key takeaway for me was the flexibility to enable continuous improvement with software software by its nature traditionally can be quite locked in there's one way of following the process in that software and you have to follow it and that's all you have which destroys continuous improvement in that type of scenario how can someone improve they can't 
Having a software that actually enables continuous improvement and flexibility of being able to make a process better and better and better and better to deliver greater outcomes for your customers, culture, even other aspects like the community or the planet, whatever your vision is, is so important. In today's day and age, there's a lot more flexibility coming out. And of course, John has with SmartSuite some great things he's doing. Thanks again for your time and knowledge, John. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Bye for now.